So, I lost my place here. Brian writes in the group, if I do something that's against department SOPs, that would affect, uh, would that affect suppression of evidence in court? For example, consent to search forms require a supervisor OIC to be on scene. And the use of uh, the consent of the use of form, not verbal consent, must be used per policy. If contraband was obtained through verbal consent or without the supervisor OIC, present. Would that evidence be suppressed because it was against policy asking for a friend? So I responded back saying I had to contact a friend of mine. I knew the answer to this. I just didn't want to be incorrect and speaking and conferring with uh, my wife's uncle, who's an attorney. You'll see I tagged him in that post. We had a conversation briefly after that. I meant to get on here and answer that question yesterday. And here's what I was going to tell you. And he agreed with in a criminal proceeding, they're going to take anything that you do and try to hold it against you to try to defend their client. If they find SOPs, they're going to get you on a stand and ask you why. Now, if you have a judge that can see through that and understand that, uh, you know, we have State versus Burke and Meyer, which I believe is the one that says you don't need to uh, use the consent to search form. It doesn't invalidate a voluntary, knowingly, and intelligent uh, consent to search form. This is New Jersey, guys. Um, that it wouldn't invalidate the search. Just remember that people have to... Uh, have to go for the right to refuse, right? Um, you have to advise people of the right to refuse. Uh, but you would have to have an explanation on why you didn't use it. Laziness is probably going to hurt your case. If you're saying like, hey, we didn't have the forms, we couldn't get anybody out there. The totality of the circumstances surrounding why you didn't use a form, if you can explain why you did and it wasn't, it was only the reasonable way you had, the only thing you could work with at that time, I don't think you'll have a problem with that. It may not even be challenged. Now, bring it to a civil side. And you're not following SOPs, you're a dead man. They're going to eat you for breakfast in a civil court. It's irrelevant, um, you know, especially if they're finding that you maybe you got a suppression hearing because you didn't and you lost. And now you open something for a civil lawsuit. They're going to eat you for breakfast. So if listen, if you have the forms, use them. The courts always want to see cops using forms. All they said, it doesn't mean per se that you have to use them. We just prefer that you would use them. I'm not reciting the case law off the top of my head. I will actually put the case up to this video about using that. Now, that should answer your question. That's kind of what I PM'd you. Uh, Lewis David asked me if I could talk about cloning. Uh, Lou, I got no fucking clue. Very funny, though. All right. Uh, let's see. Doug, we answered that one. And so Sean Michael writes, not sure if you touched on this, is an open container of alcohol PC to search the passenger compartment? And the question is, is, is alcohol per se an illegal substance. So what I mean is, if you smell marijuana, it's illegal, right? We know that per se. But if you smell alcohol, that doesn't automatically get you the right to start searching a car. Even if you see alcohol and there's an open container, does that allow you to search a car? And the answer is no. Or maybe. What if you have people under the age of 21 and you want to search their car? Now, I don't know of any personal case law off the top of my head where... Um, you know, you pull somebody over, they're not 21, there's an open container. Would that allow you to search? Here's the answer that I'm going to give you. When in doubt, ask consent. Call for a canine. And I don't think you're getting a search warrant in an open container. But uh, if you're concerned, I would certainly tell you that anybody over the age of 21 with an open container in the car is not going to give you the right to search their motor vehicle for further contraband because you saw an open beer. Uh, it's a motor vehicle violation. It's not even a crime. It doesn't create PC. Now, very different if you have an open container of alcohol 
and maybe you're now tacking on a 450, state versus Ireland, once you give those 450 examinations and the person fails and you place them under arrest, now you can go back into the car and search the car for open containers of alcohol. Same thing with CDS. If you had a CDS-related DWI and they failed and you arrested them after they failed their SFSTs, this would allow you to go back in the car and look for products of intoxication. If it was heroin or opiates that you believe they were on, well, you can search a little bit further, I guess, because a bag of heroin is much smaller than a bottle of booze. So that's the answer to that. I would not be searching cars and having people step out because they have an open container of alcohol. I would certainly ask for consent to search. I believe it gives you reasonable suspicion to ask for consent to search. It's something uh, weird that you wouldn't experience on most motor vehicle stops. And if you're really getting into things, just like, you know, don't let the, don't let the alcohol throw you off. Like revert back into what we teach about asking for consent, looking for the indicators and making sure, listen, I had a really good job where the guy had an open container of alcohol. We asked for consent to search. He denied. We called for a canine dog indicated and we hit him with distribution. He was hiding. He had a load of drugs in the trunk of the car. And it started with him having a reaction to my presence. We were, he was stopped at a light. And we were parked back this way, like way across the street. And I was field training the guy. And the guy just went up. He went like this. He did one of these. At the light, we watched cars for literally 10 minutes. I knew what to look for. I've experienced it. He just did one of these to me. And that looked straight. He was the only person who did that while he was sitting at the light to see what we were up to if we were paying attention to him. And that's what I cued on. How do we validate the stop? We certainly, uh, we he had no seatbelt on and. Listen, don't ever try to do anything. If, even if you see a car that you love, don't do anything that's illegal. Make sure you're constitutionally doing your job correctly. We'll show you how. All right. Uh, Matt Bunton, can't wait for my makeup day for May 15th. Your class is such a game changer. Hopefully all the new officers take your class. Thanks, man. Where am I going to be May 15th? Uh, what the fuck is May 15th, Matt? Oh, Morris County. Oh, dude, you can come. Listen, anybody who we had to cancel the class in Nor'easter in, uh, uh, last week, for Monmouth County Police Academy. You're more than welcome to come back for both days, dude. You don't have to come up for, for day two only. Come for day one and two, man. You're more than welcome. All right. Grab a stack of forms before you leave headquarters. That's right, Matt. That's what you do. Uh, and then Curtis, same hi to Matt. So if anybody has any questions, you can write into me. You can let me know if there's anything you want me to address in the group. You want to do it anonymously. If you want to have a conversation. You want to go live with me. Uh, it'll be cool stuff. We're going to have a, a lot of interesting stuff going on. Certainly, I believe Wednesday when I go live, we'll have Brad Gilmore here. Uh, instructor for street cop training. I'm sure we'll do a live video, so be prepared while we're here. When he's here, we're going over things. We'll we'll hop on the camera here and we'll answer some questions for everybody. So hopefully everybody's finding value. Uh, it really is a you know it's, it brings me a lot of pleasure to be able to come on here and help everybody do this job a little bit better. See you guys.